This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I also kind of really like being a, a role model for my kids, especially my older one. Because, you know, I kind of try to explain to him that mommy and daddy, you know, we go to work and we do things that matter. Especially I feel like for what I do, I feel like um, I'm kind of doing something that makes other people happy. Thanks for listening to We're Momming today. Leave me a review on Apple Podcast or podchaser.com slash momming. It's the place where any podcast listener can leave a star rating and review no matter where you listen to podcasts. We're momming today about getting your perfect wedding dress this wedding season or not because most of the world's wedding dresses are made in China. Let's bring in Renute Coleman with Azazi. She's also a mom of two and the chief marketing officer. Big job. Renute, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell me about Azazi. Um, yeah, so Azazi is a direct-to-consumer bridal apparel company. Um, I would really say that our kind of core value sets of our brand are um, around delivering a high-quality product, inclusivity, and definitely affordability. Uh, we have a very extensive style assortment, um, which really kind of allows us to become a special occasion dress resource to a lot of customers outside of bridal as well. But for brides in particular, they just go on a website to see the dresses? You don't actually have dresses in showrooms anywhere or retailers, or you do? We do not. Um, okay. We are fully a online company, but we do have a sample program. And you can basically uh, try on a dress um, at home. You just rent it for $15 a piece for a bridal gown, $10 for a bridesmaid's dress. Um, and that's kind of the way that you can kind of touch and feel and try on the dress um, at home and still kind of have that experience. That's amazing. You know, I, I always thought the, the wedding dress industry would be the one industry that doesn't get taken over by the computer or the smartphone, but we're even buying our wedding dresses and trying them on through online, through direct, yeah. direct to consumer. That's amazing. Okay, so where does Zazi get most of their materials from? Is it not China? That's why you're okay getting brides their dresses in time? Uh, we we do get a lot of our materials from China. Uh, we've also outsourced and have factories that are in Vietnam and also in Cambodia. Ah. Uh, I would yeah. So we 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 spread out to different areas, but in general, um, you're noticing that the coronavirus is hitting the wedding industry. I would say pretty hard, um, and that's mainly because. So many of the factories um, carry these fabrics, such as like silk and chiffon and satin, um, and and most of those are in China. So it's affecting um, the wedding industry in particular. I mean, I got married from engagement to wedding in a pretty short period of time. And I remember the first question I asked when I went to try on a dress in the store, I said, will this design be ready for me in X amount of months? Because you're always told that lead time. What's 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 the amount of time that, on average, um, a designer needs to fulfill a dress order? 
So we actually have, I think, pretty great lead times compared to when I got married. Um, so our lead times right now, and we are in busy season, are is about six weeks. But with um, the coronavirus and kind of some of the factories being shut down, um, they're all back to full production now. Uh, but we're at about nine weeks. So it's just a three-week delay. Okay, but hey, if you're getting married fast or your last minute, you you need to know. And it affects bridesmaid stresses and the like, too, I, I would imagine. Are you at Azazi having to fulfill any lost orders from other companies? Or a frantic bride will call you up and say, oh, my goodness, I was supposed to get this dress from so-and-so, and now they can't get my material. So can you do something like it? Yes, definitely. Um, we have definitely seen some panic brides. I think especially brides who were going to small boutiques, they're really getting hit, I think, the hardest. Um, and we've had some of them come to us uh, pretty desperate for this. Um, and we've been actually been able to fulfill a lot of their orders. Um, we have a kind of ready-to-ship program, which basically is inventory that we carry. So we've been able to kind of uh, get pull some dresses from there to help out some of these brides as well that are very last-minute. Okay, so right now, this is crunch time for you at Azazi. It's an opportunity delivered in chaos, and you're a mom of two. How old are your kids, and what is it like at home right now, being the chief marketing officer in a time like this? (laughs) Um, It's crazy. Uh, My kids are pretty small. I have a six-month-old and a four-year-old. Okay. Um, Yeah. Congrats. I. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. It's it's definitely hard with two. Um, but I feel like uh, I would definitely say that the the mom guilt is real. Um, you kind of always feel like you should be somewhere else. Um, and I've definitely been feeling that lately. Um, but I think that getting over that guilt is kind of, you know, the biggest challenge. So I really try to kind of never miss the important things. What's considered um, important also, in your household? I'm sorry? What's considered important in your household? Um, I would say for me, honestly, it's things like having breakfast together, um, kind of getting them ready for school, at least my older one. Um, things like that are things that I, I really kind of like to to make sure that I'm there for. Um, and, I, you know, there's other things, though, I feel like I can't really sweat the small stuff. The kids mm-hmm. are going to be fine. They don't really need me to be there for everything at all times. Did you take a maternity leave? I did. Uh, I was out for... About like three and a half months. Okay. Okay. So you're relatively recently back and you hit the ground running, one could say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure I did. Um, but it's good. I think, uh, I think it's a good, it's a good balance. Um, I also kind of really like being a, a role model for, for my kids, especially my older one. Um, cause you know, I kind of try to explain it, explain to him that mommy and daddy, you know, we go to work and we do things that matter and we're earning money to, pay for our house and our food. And, um, you know, especially I feel like for what I do, I feel like um, I'm kind of doing something that makes other people happy. And what's the reaction that you get from your four-year-old? I feel like he loves it and he really gets it. And he likes to come to work uh, with me sometimes, which is fun too. Does he like to try Um, on any of the dresses? Because I know boys like to dress up as princesses, especially when they're little. Or my son does. He likes putting on princess shoes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He likes it. He thinks it's great. We also have a ridiculous amount of snacks here. So oh, well, that I think that's too. probably his favorite part. <laughs> but that conversation, yeah. especially when both parents work and perhaps work longer days, is, is essential, I think, to have with your kids. That, you know, mom or dad does this, not because we don't want to spend time with you, but because, A, we're, we're doing what we went to school for, what we... Um, 
what we enjoy and also what provides for our family. I don't know. I, I try to have this conversation with my kids all the time to varying degrees of success because they're also young. But, you know, I always say, mommy studied really hard, so you should do the same in school. And, you know, you just spin it positive. So they don't look at your job as being something that takes you away from them, but rather something that makes you happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's it like working at Azazi? How many people are there? Um, how long have you been in business? I'm just trying to, I guess, uh, ascertain whether it's still startup mode, which is a little bit more complicated than maybe working at a larger company who's established. Um, so Azazi has been around since 2014. Uh, but I would say that we have hit accelerated growth in the last two years. I would not consider us a startup anymore. I would consider us more of a mid-sized company. Mm-hmm. And I think we're we're kind of having to adjust into that mid-sized mentality versus um, really being a startup. Um, but I think people are really surprised at kind of the volume of, of our business because we're still, I would say we're really kind of getting our name out there in the last probably a year and a half, but um, we sell anywhere from like 1,000 to 2,000 dresses per day. So it's a lot. Um, I think once people kind of put wrap their head around that, they realize kind of how much we're growing. Um, and it's actually pretty interesting. Our, our uh, CEO and um, his wife, uh, when they were kind of planning their own wedding, he became really frustrated by the process of buying a dress and kind of helping her with that. Um, And that kind of really gave him the idea to start this business. Um, He wanted to provide dresses where he could kind of create a platform, cut out the middleman, and deliver a high-quality dress that was more affordable to a customer directly. Um, And he started the company um, in his garage uh, about like five years ago. And um, now we serve, I believe it's one in 10 U.S. brides. So I think, I feel like the company's grown a lot in a very short Hold that thought. More momming right after this. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. We're back with more momming today and Renew Coleman. Uh, that's 1,000 to 2,000 dresses are sold by Azazi each and every day. That's amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. And the founder of the company, the aha moment, was his fiance looking for wedding dresses, and he kind of just saw how that whole frustrating, stressful process went down, that he said, I could do this easier? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that, you know, the just in general, the bridal industry, it's, it's so traditional. Um, I think he was, there was really no company that was kind of factoring the convenience factor. And I would say really one of the biggest things is that traditionally bridal retails don't offer dresses that are, I would say, above a size 10 for women to try on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he really wanted to eliminate that. And I believe we were the first um, online retailer to offer dresses in sizes 0 to 30. 
um, since we started in 2014. There's been a lot of, you'll, you'll notice a lot of companies now um, are starting to offer that, mm-hmm. but it's taken a long time to get there. It's interesting how you called it a traditional industry. Uh, and, and you're right, because everyone knows a wedding dress is going to cost you several thousands of dollars. So it's something you just swallow, you just accept, and you might not look for cheaper alternatives because you just, you know, hey, this is really expensive. But I, I guess you're saying it doesn't have to be. There are so many options that are more convenient and more wallet-friendly out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we sell our dresses start at about $200 for a bridal gown and go up to about 900 And um, there's a big market for that for people who, you know, don't. I would especially say, like, the, the younger generation, um, they really want to spend more of their money around the wedding on the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would rather, you know, like get a great venue and um, hire a really cool DJ uh, versus spending so much money on their dress. So So you're saying your most expensive wedding dress is $900? Yeah. Whoa. And that, okay, so where is it manufactured? I know you said the material comes from Vietnam, Cambodia, and China for the most part, but where are they actually made? They, they are made in China. Okay. So if the material, for instance, comes from Vietnam, it's then shipped back to China to be made in China, then shipped to Los Angeles? Well, we have a lot of factories um, that we work with. I would say close to 50. So the thing is, we, we carry, um, we have like men's accessories and swatches and um, all of our factories kind of help us with different different elements. So um, parts of the dress might be made in one place and then production might happen in another place. But yes, and then our design team is in LA and then we're headquartered in San Jose. Um, so everything kind of happens in, in different areas. That dress uh, gets around. Carry, <laughs> it gets around, yeah. But we don't have inventory. So every dress is um, custom. basically custom made um, once we get that order. So... We're also, I would say, pretty eco-friendly because we don't have that waste, so to speak. And as coronavirus, you know, companies are frozen. Uh, So many workers are, are, if they're not already working from home, they're figuring out contingency plans where they can do that. Um, You're in California, uh, a state that's been hit by the coronavirus. Have any of you guys worked from home? Uh, So far, no. Um, we're, we're kind of, it's business as usual over here right now. Yeah. So, Good yeah, change. I mean, I don't know if that's going to change because I keep hearing about <laughs> new cases, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And my mind keeps just going back to looking at I mean, years ago, but I, I remember because I had such a short window between engagement and marriage, my wedding dress, the, the panic of A is where is the right dress for me? B, is it going to get here? And then, you know, when you're done with the fittings every and everything, what is it actually going to look like? And now brides today are adding that additional layer. Um, can like physically, can my dress like actually make it because of where it's sourced? And for the wedding too, if you have a destination wedding, <laughs> I mean, is that even going to happen? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a concern that I it's valid. And I, and, you know, we, I think we all kind of understand that. Um, I mean, so far we, all of our factories are back to normal um, in terms of production. So we're not really seeing any issues, but I know that in just in general, we're noticing other problems in the, in the wedding industry that we're hearing about from brides in terms of, you know, not wanting to take a honeymoon, um, you know, kind of just wanting their, maybe even wanting a simpler dress and doing like a courthouse wedding. So it's interesting because it's definitely shifting 
um, just the whole momentum around weddings, which is kind of unfortunate. Renu, thank you so much for joining us and for telling us your story and that of Azazi. Um, Good luck and good luck to all the brides out there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.